Well, welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. The royals are certainly causing quite a stir these days. Uh, Oprah Winfrey's interview was on uh, just a couple of days ago, and by the time you hear this, who knows what else might have emerged from this craziness. You know, the royals are causing this commotion, uh, and Oprah's interview with them drew 17 million people, the largest rated non-sports show of the last year in the United States. The one exception was Queen Latifah's special, but that occurred immediately after the Super Bowl. Uh, the interview took place on the estate of Gail King, Oprah's girlfriend. It made Tom Brady's revenge tour of winning the Super Bowl by showing up the Patriots and winning in Tampa Bay a weak comparison because this interview with Harry and Meghan was a revenge bomb. Supposedly revealed during this interview, and Oprah seemed stunned at times, though the stun, I think, was part of her acting. I don't think she could have possibly really been stunned. But Megan revealed that she felt suicidal at times. And then I fell on the floor and had to be helped up. My dog was wondering what I was doing on his turf when Megan revealed that she turned to human resources, human resources at the palace for help, and was told she didn't qualify because she's not a paid employee of the palace household. Now, I can't even say that now without laughing. I mean, if you're a duchess, you pick up the damn phone and you call for help. She said, well, I couldn't call an Uber to get here. Yeah, I think you probably could. And then Harry revealed someone at the highest levels asked how dark their son's, that's Archie's, skin might be, uh, told him he'd be not, Archie again would be denied the traditional designation of being royal, and therefore he would be not de denied any paid security or protection. Now, Harry can't have it both ways. If he wants to make these claims, he's got to name someone. Uh, he said later to Oprah, who revealed it in a morning show the day after, again on Carol King's broadcast, that uh, he said it wasn't his grandfather or grandmother, in other words, Prince Philip, who's gravely ill right now, as I record this, uh, nor the Queen. Well, who's that leave? His, his father, Charles, or one of his brothers? If you're going to make an accusation, say it. He said his father stopped taking his calls. You know, my goodness. Now, this, of course, this whole... This whole sordid story uh, adds itself to the loveless marriage that his father had foisted upon him when Prince Philip demanded that uh, he marry Diana, the early carousing himself of Prince Philip, the close relationship of Prince Andrew to Epstein and the sex trafficking, and so on and on and on and much more with that family. Harry and Meghan pointed out they were cut off from funds except for the nice inheritance that Princess Diana had left Harry. Tyler Perry uh, put these poor homeless people up in his huge estate complete with guards until they could get their footing after they figured there was no reason to stay in Canada, they might as well enjoy the United States. And they finally signed deals with media companies, Netflix and so on. And there is no indication they have any talent whatsoever or credentials for these companies. And they signed for many millions of dollars. So now, they're pretty well off. Even being cut off from the family cash. And by the way, I'm convinced the two of them were paid for this interview. They insist they weren't, but Oprah was paid $7 million. $7 million for this interview. And I'm sure either they got money under the table or they were, they were paid off in favors of one kind or another. They're not doing anything for free. 
Harry actually said at one point, now they're sitting in Gail King's uh, home. Uh, they're sitting on the lawn outside, this beautiful, magnificent estate. Uh, and Harry actually said, uh, after being uncomfortable in Canada and feeling uh, not secure, and after Tyler Perry took these poor homeless people in, now finally we have a nice home. Well, his nice home is a $14.5 million mansion in California, complete with the guards and security. Amidst pandemic, amidst poverty, amidst natural disasters in that state, and amidst misery. He's not roughing it anymore, is he? I believe that Megan is choreographing this entire separation, an actress through and through. But what people are really missing is the end game. You know, I think that this was the end game all along. Marry into the family, get the hell out of it, and then make millions and millions by exploiting and exposing what happened. I mean, how can she say she wasn't prepared for it? She probably investigates the hell out of which pair of shoes she buys or what frock she wears. How could she not have been prepared for what the royal family was like? Hell, she just had to watch the series The Crown. You curtsy here, you curtsy there, you say your highness here, your grace there, or whatever it is. Everybody knows this. Apparently she didn't. So I think her end game was really to get in and get out and now make a fortune, an absolute bloody fortune, on what happened and have it great for the rest of your lives. There's one more end game here, though, that we ought to think about. I saw the play Hamilton on Broadway before its Tony, when it first opened, and with the original cast. And the actor playing King George, who appears once in the first act and the second act, was nominated for a supporting role Tony. And in each of those acts, he sang a little ditty to the colonists called, You'll Be Back. Well, Archie, the son, is qualified to someday become president of the United States. Maybe King George was in it for the long haul. I mean, what do you think? That's an uncomfortable truth, right?